0: Welcome to Talking to Myself. I'm Elizabeth Meyer. And I'm Elizabeth Monson. Wow, can't get this right. And this is our podcast where we read self-help books and try to pull out insights to apply to our daily lives and also hopefully give you some insights to apply to yours. And happy 2017, our first podcast of the year.
1: Yep. January's major. We decided to dedicate this month
0: to the theme of assholes. And it just occurred to me that it's kind of funny because January is such a good self-help month, like resolutions, new year, new me, but we did not go that route. (laughs) We totally
1: did not go that route. You know what? We're not cliche. What can I say? We talk about self-help all year long. January is about assholes. Yes. And as such, (laughs) we read assholes, a theory. And this book was written by a philosopher by the name of Aaron James. Nice. So what is this book about? So James essentially takes a tactical, philosophical approach to defining these sort of members of our society that everybody recognizes, calling them assholes Mm -hmm. and very different from jerks, douchebags, we can get into all of that later. An asshole is defined by three principles, and I'm going to quote from the book. This is not very early on, page five. The asshole allows himself to enjoy special advantages and does so systematically, does this out of an entrenched sense of entitlement, and is immunized by his sense of entitlement against the complaints of other people. So, That pretty much summarizes some of the key principles that James discusses throughout this book, and he supports it by tackling assholes in everyday life, assholes at work, work, things we're all really familiar with, and we're going to go through and talk about some of the examples and hopefully extract some things that
0: are helpful for dealing with these asshole characters. Yeah, so it's not like a typical, it's not really self-help, it's more of a philosophy book. But we read it in hoping to figure out how to deal with assholes who, like, loom large and just your regular daily asshole. Yeah. And I I do want to
1: talk to you a lot about how you're going to deal with assholes going forward. But I think maybe let's get into the meat of the book a bit so you can think about your answer. Just know that's coming. Um, So why is the asshole such an infuriating character?
0: Well, because they think that they're better than everyone else. And because they don't play by society's rules. So basically, they're better than you. They get special privileges because they are better than you. And they are basically beyond reproach. So any sort of like, whatever, you can't manage them very well because they don't think that the rules apply.
1: Exactly. And the same... Rules of management that we may utilize in any other situation don't mean anything to them because they're operating in a different social structure. Exactly. So essentially, they refuse to treat other people as equals because I think James might even argue that they they don't recognize that they're part of a societal structure.
0: Right. They don't think that they're equal,
1: they're not equal, (laughs) they're They're clearly better.
0: (laughs) Shit. Um, So tell me how it's different to be an asshole than to be a jerk. So I think the main distinction that I recall from
1: asshole versus jerk is that, and I think one of the things that James did that was equally insightful and infuriating because I can (laughs) recognize a lot of this behavior is he gave a lot of scenarios in which you can identify an asshole. Right. of course, everybody's experienced these behaviors before. Yeah, I feel like when we were reading it, you did text me, and
0: you're like, "This is about so many people
1: I know." Yeah, yeah, <laughs> really. Uh, and one of them is about the line cutter. Mm-hmm. I still can't get uh, over the line cutter. I I, I can't hate a line cutter, and I I am a classic rule abider so i am sort of like anti line cutting i don't let anyone back cut me i don't let anyone front cut me it's like i i feel really getting in line
0: with you no way
1: i it's like i got in line first i'll meet my friend at the end of the line that's it but you know what i have sneaky ways to cut lines also you might be an asshole we'll get to that later (laughs) actually you might just be a jerk. So this is this is the difference between an asshole and a jerk. The asshole, if confronted about the gesture of cutting a line, still won't think that they're wrong. And if you continue to confront them, they grow com- combative and angry and may even curse at you because you clearly don't understand the reasons that they hold for feeling the need to be in front of you in the line. Either they saw a loophole right. that you could have figured out yourself if you were smart enough Or they're an important entrepreneur, really late for a busy meeting. Yeah, they're just more
0: important They're just more important
1: than you are. Whereas a jerk may apologize and realize the error of their ways or at least pretend to acknowledge the error of their ways if you confront them for
0: cutting you in line. Yeah, so if you confront me, I'm probably not going to curse you out. And the only lines I really cut are in airports. Well, I remember actually when we did start reading this
1: book, you said that you were wondering at one point in the book, am I an asshole? Do I do any of these things? Do I remember that?
0: Maybe, but I was going to say, or and I was going to say, that the one surefire way to know that you are not an asshole is if you have ever worried that you're an asshole. So if you've ever asked yourself, does this make me an asshole, or am I an asshole for doing this? The answer is no. You're not an asshole. I was you just, just going to shitty. reprieve preview because of that. Yeah. And Aaron James specifically
1: says, if you're reading this and wondering, am I an asshole? The answer is probably no. An asshole probably wouldn't pick up a copy of this book.
0: Uh, yeah, never. And they're not worried
1: about it. <laughs> they're not concerned But I think
0: it. that that's, I mean, it's a good way to let yourself off the hook. Yeah, right. Yeah, or it's like an easy way, black and white. Are you or are you not? Airport lines are meant to be cut. Yeah, I think so. Another interesting thing about assholes is that they are exclusively men. He talks b-
1: briefly also about the, the woman as being the bitch. Right. Um, so I think that that's sort of the counterbalance between the asshole and the man. Society just has a different name for it. Yeah. Um, but did you have any real observations about...
0: No, I just think it's inter- interesting, like from a pop culture or from a cultural perspective that assholes are men and the female version of an asshole is a bitch. So, and I think we can also dive into this
1: because I find it really fascinating. Um, Aaron James says, I think ultimately he says the asshole is to blame for his own behavior at the end of the day, except... He also goes through a in in basically into a whole rabbit hole of how the asshole came to be and he does he takes i think as probably a classic philosopher would a good look at nature and nurture mm-hmm. and one of the things that he really lands on is that. Different incidences of asshole behavior in different societies indicates that assholes are actually culturally produced humans. And I think if we believe this, this could be a reason why we're seeing the male as an asshole, because specifically in our society, men have historically been the predominantly favored gender. Yeah. Yeah. So with that, I think, comes more of a sense of entitlement.
0: That part didn't stand out to me. Does he say that there are different kinds of assholes for different?
1: He does. And actually, I remember this part. He actually, he culminates with some thoughts on this. But very Mm -hmm. early on in the book, he talks about uh, asshole leaders. Oh, yeah. But lots of them are from different countries, which means that they're typically expected to operate within the own confines of their societies. Mm -hmm. And he flags ex-president, now deceased, Hugo Chavez from Venezuela, mm. which is where my husband is from. Yeah. So instantly that stuck out to me as he was calling out Hugo Chavez as an asshole leader because he really didn't abide by any of the political precedences that his country had set for previous leaders. Um, but he talks about how assholes are actually different in different societies.
0: Yeah, that's so interesting.
1: Yeah. And, and one of the things he he says as a a byproduct of this like cultural assholeism is that in he he calls out this model of asshole capitalism mm-hmm. wherein citizens feel entitled to unlimited personal enrichment even at a social cost and i think that's what he's talking about in terms of culturally produced assholes specifically in the united
0: states of america yeah i I really liked he used a metaphor about basically having a house party, to describe asshole capitalism, and he said it's basically as if all of these people come to a house party, and you're so hip, that you don't feel like you have to feel you don't feel like you have to make a contribution to the party, like you're just showing up and your presence is what makes it worth that you're there. Like they don't bring any beers, they don't chip in, um, and so other party goers feel like they don't have to chip in either because no one else is, and it basically spreads like wildfire. Fewer, fewer people contribute, and the beer runs out, and the party is over. And that's how he sums it up. And everyone's worse off than they started. It basically infects everything. Man, the yeah. assholes are a really interesting breed. So there's like old, old asshole styles and newer asshole styles. We can talk about that. I also do want to talk about how assholes are created because one of his big points is that there's basically more assholes now than ever. Yes. So, why are there more assholes now than before? So,
1: I actually would even step back from that for a second and say that we were talking about this earlier off air, saying Off the record. <laughs> off the record, uh, because we both work in marketing mm-hmm. and think it's really interesting that he talks about the proliferation of narcissism via social media mm-hmm. I think social media has served as a medium to expose asshole tendencies that may have existed previously that we weren't aware of right so I I wouldn't necessarily jump to saying that there are more assholes now than ever it's just more obvious They're so much more visible
0: right <laughs> yeah and narcissism, being a narcissist doesn't make you an asshole, but it's definitely super aligned. Yeah, it is aligned. But I don't,
1: I don't actually remember what he says about the rise of assholes in our society.
0: Well, one of the things that stuck out to me is that um, one of the things that he said that makes assholes or more assholes now is that when you're parenting, like, ways of reprimanding your kid – have changed and what's societally and culturally acceptable. So now, whatever, there's fewer punishments, like, I don't know, like, definitely not corporal punishment for your kids, but like, whatever. I got spanked when I was little and it wasn't a big deal and you know what's right and wrong. But when kids basically aren't given any boundaries, it's more likely that they will grow up to be an asshole because they don't understand the ramifications of different things. And they think that they have kind of, like, earned everything. Yeah. So parenting styles definitely contribute to growing up to be an asshole.
1: You're right. I did find that really interesting. And I also think it. it's – I can't help but observe the fact that he lives in California and we live in New York City because I think we – have this own niche understanding of what new parenting looks like because we live in these, like, sort of progressive areas. Mm -hmm. And I think we hear a lot about, you know, the Brooklyn Park Slope mom and the kids who grew up in San Francisco looking at you, Eddie (laughs) Momsen. Eddie's such a well-behaved kid. He's (laughs) not going to be an asshole. There's no chance. No, there's no way. But I wonder... In Aaron James's research, if he was also looking at more of Middle America.
0: Yeah, it's definitely a sweeping generalization. So I don't know. I don't know how much of that is backed by research. Although it seems like this isn't a research heavy book, it's just his opinion on assholes, where we've definitely read things that are more research based.
1: Yeah. Well, speaking of his opinions on assholes, what was your general take on the book? Did you like it? Did it resonate with you? Did it did it get any other emotions out of you that you weren't expecting?
0: Yeah. One of my emotions was I felt like I was in college again because at Columbia, where I went, the core curriculum made us read a lot of philosophy books, and I don't take naturally to them, I'll say that. I didn't then, and this is, whatever, this is a lot easier to read. Um, but I don't know if I do now either. But, I thought it was interesting. It's kind of a funny thing to think about. Also, I think giving them a name and identifying it and talking about assholes so casually kind of makes it easier to be less annoyed by them. And it's almost like, they have no idea what's going on. They can't help it. And, I was hoping it would give concrete ways to deal with assholes. But, The funny thing is, is there's literally nothing you can do. His advice is an asshole's never going to change, so don't try to change them. Just selectively boycott having to interact with them. Yeah, so I agree. I was also looking for some sort of a formula.
1: I was like, this is going to be great. I'll never get annoyed by an asshole again. And then I started thinking about bringing back one of our previous episodes, The Happiness Trap, where... Mm -hmm. You can't actually, you know, make yourself not nervous about public speaking. Right. You can't um you can't change the way that you feel about certain situations. That goes against human nature. What you can do is adapt the way that you deal with those situations because they're normal. Mm-hmm. And I think Calling an asshole an asshole over and over and over again is a helpful tactic for distancing yourself from the asshole. It's kind of like yeah, this is a funny exactly. story. Yeah. Back to what you were saying about you know never being able to change an asshole or reason with an asshole. Mm-hmm. It's helpful to acknowledge that almost because it's like a relief. You don't have a responsibility to change oh, totally. assholes.
0: Oh Yeah, that's one of the things I do feel like I almost had a sense of relief. It's like yeah, you're right. They're that's never not my problem. Change. And, yeah, you can, whatever, it's that old saying where you can't change how people act, but you can change your response to them. And I think losing the idea that you might be able to change how someone like this acts helps you just change your response to it. He,
1: he did talk about a few scenarios in which it's worth it to stand up to an asshole. He says right. to pick your battles. Yes. And... Basically, he says, in order to maintain your public status, and I think at this part, he was most specifically alluding to assholes in the workplace, Yeah, is don't let an asshole disrespect you. So that's one thing I can really get behind. You don't have to try to change their behavior, but don't let yourself feel or be disrespected by the asshole.
0: Yeah. So I have a – I highlighted the quote around that, and I will read it right now. So it says, protest, but selectively. We thus have our first piece of advice. Don't try to change the asshole, but feel free to cooperate on one's own terms. Our second piece of advice is, take a stand at the right time. We should speak up and protest on behalf of oneself or others, but only, or at least mostly, at the right time. When's the right time? Our answer is, often enough. That is, often enough to preserve one's self-respect and to uphold the rights of others when duty calls. I think that brings in another important point is that assholes are morally driven. And while they don't feel like they play the same rules of society apply to them, their social standing is important. So they do care that people kind of like think about them and like kind of love them. And the reason that they feel
1: so entitled in the first place is because they've achieved something that others have not, and therefore that entitles them to those special privileges. So, yeah, status and standing feel very important for them. It's just so funny we're talking about this, and I just keep seeing faces of people I know in my mind in all of these different settings. And I'm like, oh, yeah, it actually does help. Now that I can call you a clinical asshole as defined by this lovely philosopher i feel better someone else did that work for me and now i can just accept that you're never
0: going to change and think it's kind of funny that there's a book written about you yeah just compartmentalize them yeah um he also named treks famous assholes that was one of my favorite parts of the book so who are some famous asshole examples donald trump yes most obviously which is why we are reading this in january (laughs) And that's the month of assholes for us.
1: And actually I think it's worth noting that since this book was published, Aaron James has come up with another much shorter brief on Trump himself. Trump himself. It's
0: called assholes, a theory on Donald Trump. Yeah. He does talk about Trump in the book and he, I found the paragraph super interesting because there are parts of it where he says that he's not a full asshole. He's more of an ass clown and he was focusing mostly on like how Trump was portrayed in media, um, and how he takes it, or like uses media to his advantage, and he's actually really savvy in that way, um, and he's also a huge narcissist. Um, and so I'll, I'll read another quote here, and then I don't know, I wanna know your thoughts on it. But it basically said, he may in that regard seem a role model, an accomplished media entrepreneur, and while it isn't quite a public service, And it is at least the kind of thing modern society loves. In a culture of narcissism, you don't need any special reason to lay claim to the attention of others. You simply get attention as you can, as anyone else, of course, would. If you don't flaunt it, you don't got it, to reverse a familiar saying.
1: Yeah, that paragraph really stuck out to me as well, and for two reasons. One is that Aaron James wrote about Donald Trump far before... The election yeah this which, is totally his playbook totally so he called out all of this behavior that now we're all really familiar with
0: yeah it's like clear as day it's clear as day but he saw it a while ago
1: absolutely and he, he thought that it was so compelling that it was worth a specific distinct call out in yeah. his book about assholes so I thought that that part was definitely interesting but he's so right too. he's so right and the other thing that I was thinking is on sort of a personal level after the election i went to miami to visit my husband's family they have all pretty recently relocated there from venezuela and we spent an afternoon with his aunt with my husband's aunt and uncle and they worked at a very prominent they actually owned a prominent magazine publication in caracas mm-hmm. And um, Andres' uncle was a big talent agent and sort of rubbed elbows with all the who's who's in Latin America. And they said, can you believe Trump won? And, you know, we're kind of like, I don't, we can't talk about this anymore, just too much. Yeah. And they said, we were invited to several dinners with Trump because of our magazine. And he had some international gatherings, and one of them was in... The late 80s and he invited us to one of his new real estate openings and there was a line of different people you know a line down the table of different people from uh, you know you know this owner yeah, of yeah, this yeah
0: everyone's a someone
1: everyone's a someone they're all from different countries it's an international crowd specifically that was the theme and her husband andres's uncle gets seated next to donald trump and he does not speak a word of english he is a spaniard and Moved to Venezuela. And when he came to Miami, he owned his own businesses. There was never really a need to learn English. And for two hours, he sat next to Donald Trump, nodding and saying yes. And Trump never knew that he didn't speak English, never once. That's how much of a narcissist he was. Wow. He sat next to somebody at dinner who didn't speak his language and had no clue whatsoever. So. Full-on conversations with him. And they said at the time that behavior felt really narcissistic but not necessarily harmful. Right. And I think that's the distinction between
0: the ass clown and the asshole. The yeah. asshole's behavior is harmful. Right. I think it's crossed over now. But at the time you wrote this book – I could also see that being the case. Um, so some other famous ones. He does mention Naomi Campbell. So I think she might be the, you know, one amazing female asshole, which is <laughs> quite an accomplishment. I know. She listens to this podcast, so we're going to have to say something nice about her in the end. Just bleep her out. She's beautiful. How about that? Yeah, she's beautiful. Um, Kanye West. Asshole. I- Pablo Picasso. Asshole. <laughs> Ernest Hemingway, Miles Davis. But he had something interesting to say, say about these artists who are assholes. And it's basically that they often know that they are the greatest, and that's why they become entitled, but it doesn't change the fact that they are so great. Like, you can be, you like can really have earned that feeling of greatness, but there's other ways to deal with it.
1: Right. But I don't think anybody is saying Kanye West is so great because of his public display of political views or because of his outlandish outbursts at award shows. I think people are saying Kanye West is great because he's perfected his craft and because he's an innovator. So therein is the distinction. No one's rewarding his asshole behavior. They're just accepting it as a byproduct of his greatness.
0: Yeah. But they definitely get special privileges in society yes. because of it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, who else? Do you want to talk about any, any personal assholes that you know? I think Call him out right here. That's a sticky, I'm just sticky kidding. slope. Um, so he said I actually Barack Obama is not an asshole. He said George W. Bush is not an asshole. Um, George Patton is an asshole. Rush right. Limbaugh asshole. Is an
1: asshole. Dick Cheney. Michael asshole. Moore
0: asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah,
1: that's some of them. And one of the things he said about, I believe, about Michael Moore, which he's just
0: more of a coy asshole. Yes.
1: It caused me to reflect a little bit because he puts him in a little bit of a different category, saying that he is hiding behind, he's hiding his asshole behavior behind what he is posing as a greater cause or the discovery of a greater cause. So those assholes exist too.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's not like just having particular political views makes you an asshole. Or like driving really erratically on the highway or cutting people in line at the bank. Right. They come in all shapes and sizes. Yeah.
1: So, I mean, you asked me to identify an asshole. I'm not going to by name, but I had a thought of an asshole who demonstrated a lot of this kind of behavior. Okay. And he didn't necessarily fall into any of the reasons why people become societal assholes except that he's a man i guess if you want to put him in that category but this person always felt a deep sense of entitlement because of who his father was do i know this person i don't believe so okay so they don't talk about i feel like i'm playing guess who does he have glasses i'm not gonna tell you (laughs) just kidding he is not ken bones (laughs) oh my god (laughs) um but but i think aaron james mostly talks about people feeling entitled because of their specific achievements and i right. don't know that he acknowledges that people can feel
0: entitled entitled
1: being. yeah because she of things they yeah. didn't achieve and yeah. i think that that's a really big thing think about think about you know our culture's infatuation with people who are like famous just because they're famous or right. rich just because their, they grew their up parents rich. or grandparents did something to make them rich. Yeah. So I think that that's a, a big thing that he didn't talk about. Yeah.
0: That is a dirty sense of entitlement. Yes. Indeed it is. So. So after reading this book, what do you feel like you've learned about assholes? What can our listeners take away?
1: Assholes are everywhere. <laughs> yes. The best thing you can do is acknowledge them as such and know that you're never going to be able to change their behavior. Again, we talked about this being sort of a relief, a relieving conclusion. And I stand by that completely because I think that it's within my nature to feel like I can help improve people. Right. That's why we did this podcast.
0: And I like it when things are fair. I like it when things are fair. But it's never fair. So, remember no. that.
1: <laughs> it's never fair. And the best thing I can do is think about them as an asshole and chuckle a little bit and move on and the only time it's really really not funny is if you're disrespected completely disrespected And in that
0: case stand up for yourself in that case stand up for yourself or if someone else is too or doesn't have the ability to stand up for themselves you should stand up for other people as well yeah that's true all right so that concludes our thoughts on assholes I liked it it was really short kind of funny I think I might just have to read his theory on Donald Trump. I know. I don't know how this is going to help us with Trump, but I think standing up in our own ways, that's how we'll do it. Yeah. Stand up. Um, Great. So if you liked this, rate and review us on iTunes. Five stars would be ideal. And you can leave in comments anything you would like uh, to hear us discuss. Including new books. New books, topics, anything. All right. Thanks.